Hey guys, we'll begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best friends of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and watch the podcast there and listen to the podcast anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful you guys are here and you guys have found us and you are with us today. Again, merch links, support links are under the video, so check those out and we would love for you guys to see what we got going on here. So we're just Really excited, and we're thankful so much for your support. All right, so here's where we're going with this. So I switched it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we had to do it. We had to switch it. So what we were going to do, we'll get to it. I promise we'll get to it. But with this one, this is just so fresh right now because we've been studying on it. Um, Matt and I uh, have been kind of going through and, and looking at this and, and other people and just kind of looking at this text, and I think uh, this needs to be talked about, and uh, I wanted to – go with this while this was fresh, right? So um, here's where we're going. We're actually going to start as we kind of conversate uh, and study today and and, and walk through this. Um, I really want you to kind of understand this as we as we study this today. So I'm, I'm really excited. So, you know, if you're in the car, if you're walking, you know, let, let's get started with our, with our conversation. Um, so maybe it was four years ago, maybe five years ago, um, I had a... 1996 Toyota Corolla Deluxe, okay, DX, the Deluxe package, okay, so this this Corolla was, I love this car, I mean, I still love this car to this day, but that car is probably torn into pieces, I mean, I love that car, um, the, the car was, the car was black, but it was so faded that it looked gray because it had gray spots all over it, um, the inside of the car, the roof of it, um, was torn off like the whatever that's made of on the inside was torn off and then the little insulation underneath that would kind of fall down like snow sometimes as you're driving the car would be so loud uh, it would rattle as I was driving you know and the seat would kind of shake a little bit so y'all remember those massage chairs in the mall that's how my car was every time I drove somewhere I felt like I was getting a, a free mall massage I couldn't even hear my own thoughts, but I was like, eh, I get a massage. So, so that works out. Um, the, the car was so loud that people affectionately called it the Batmobile because if I was, uh, you know, a few minutes away, they're like, where, where, where's Jordan at? And someone would be like, well, what's that sound? Uh, yep, that's his car. He'll be here in a second. It, it was so loud. So it was the Batmobile, too. Uh, in order for the AC to work, I would have to drive over a bump or hit a curb for the AC, for the AC to come on. So I but I love this car. Why? Because this car got me from point A to point B because I know the value of getting from point A to point B in whatever vehicle. Because before I had to walk or or take the bus or take the metro or do all three, you know, depending on what the day was. And so I understood the value of, man, I love this thing because I don't have to do those things that I did before. So while I was driving that car, at the time I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and I was preaching, but I had to, um, I wasn't getting paid for preaching at that time, but I was still teaching classes and doing certain things, so I had to support myself by uh, by working a job. So I had to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So what I would do, I would drive my car that I described to you, and I would put that car in the corner. And what I would do all day is I would clean everybody else's nice cars. So they would bring it in. If your car needed uh, vacuuming and, and fixed up on the inside and polished, give it to Jordan and the guys, they'll fix it. 
If it needed to smell better, give it to Jordan and the guys. They'll fix it. If it needed to be tuned up and had the uh, needed air in its tires and needed a car wash and needed a polish on the outside too, and it needed to be filled up with gas so they're ready to go right when it's done, give it to Jordan and the guys. They'll fix it. Then what I would do for a year, I did that year and a half, and then I would go back to my car like I described in the corner, and I would do nothing to mine. But I would do everything for everybody else's car. So it got to the point where with my car, I mean, it was it was done. I, I, I wanted to keep going, but I mean, it was time. So I was able to get a new, a new used car. Um, but when I got that car, I was like, it just doesn't feel right. You know, this... This car, and this is what I'm thinking. Ah, this car is not raggedy enough. You know, this this car, I mean, this car is basically, it, it's not struggling like my other one. You know, I, you know, it's not doing all these other things and I don't need to fix it every other day. You know, I, I just feel like I don't deserve this car. I was thankful. I was thankful, but I'm like, I just, I just want the struggle car. I want that one. So I ha- mom had a conversation with me as I'm looking at the new one. And in, and in, in, inspecting it, and Miles said, maybe the Lord was trying to teach you a lesson, because what everybody else is, you were always willing to do whatever it took to clean everybody else's mess and to make everybody else's better, but you weren't willing to do that with your own. Sometimes you deserve what you give out to. So as we kind of discuss this podcast and and this topic as you can see if you can figure it out the cars which were real and the job which was real but those things represented people it represented things and so our podcast title is the one thing we won't ask for the one thing that we won't ask for you know, guys, uh, and maybe you're like this. Maybe you're a person that is very, uh, I mean, and I believe that if you're this person, I believe that you truly do this from the truest, purest place within you. You don't do this with any motives. You don't do this for other reasons. I mean, if somebody needs something, you're there. You would give somebody the the shirt off your back. I mean, you would you would drop what you're doing just so you can help somebody else and be there for someone else and help someone else do this. And, you know, you'll show love to all these other people. And it comes from such a pure place, which is good. And the thing that you have, whatever that is, don't let don't let that be taken away from you. But I want you to think about this, too. If you're that person. I want you to kind of think about it, it, kind of self-examine as we study and conversate. If you're that person, how well do you accept love? How well do you accept help? Or like me in that in that analogy before, did you always feel like for everyone else, you would give everyone else A plus work? But when it came to you, it's almost like you felt like you deserved what you had that you couldn't go beyond that, that you didn't deserve beyond that. But everybody else that you know, they they deserve that, but you don't. Guys, a lot of times, and here's here's a misconception I think that we have. Um, in Philippians 2, Jesus is described as the ultimate servant. Jesus is described as leaving heaven, leaving the glories of heaven, 
Jesus is described as taking on the form of a servant. Jesus was described as as being humbled. But here's something that we don't talk about with servitude. Sometimes we think in order to be a true servant like Jesus, in order to be like Philippians 2 and John chapter 3 and anything you can find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in order for me to be a true servant, a true Christian, a true giver, a true whatever, I just have to just give and, and, and give everybody else all these other things. And then if I do that, I'm a true servant. I would say that is correct. We should do that. We should think outside of ourselves. We should go two miles with other people. We should give. We should love. We should be there because the Bible says we should. But here's something that we don't talk about that Jesus himself talked about. Is the same servant that does all that for everyone else, that same servant needs some things too. And Jesus himself is going to talk about that. All right, so so let's get into this because I think this is this can maybe help some people and maybe challenge some people as it's helped and challenged me over the years and as I've kind of looked through this and, and studied through it. So let's look at um, let's look at John fifteen, John fifteen, um, I, and I want you guys to see this as we're conversating through this and having this conversation and study. Um, Jesus Himself, who is the ultimate servant, who we always try to follow and model after Philippians chapter two. I want you to look at a couple things that Jesus himself, the servant who's always thinking outside of himself, who's always giving, who always drops everything for everyone else. I want you to look at what Jesus asked for. He asked for certain things of us. So look at this. Um, verse verse number four of John chapter 15. Abide in me and then I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. Let's freeze right there. Let's take a quick time. So what is Jesus good at asking? Jesus is good at asking for an even exchange of love. I don't want y'all to miss that. This is what Jesus, the self-giving servant, the servant who would do all these things that we said, what is Jesus good at doing? Jesus is good at asking for an even exchange. What we've become is we've almost somewhat guilted ourselves and let others guilt us into doing all of these things for everyone else as I did with my cars before. But when it comes to you, you deserve pennies. You deserve less. You should be a pauper. Think about what Jesus did. Jesus said, abide in me. So that word abide there, anytime you see that in John 15, that word abide means to, I want to continue in or to stay in or to endure. So what is Jesus? So now think about this. What is, what does Jesus already know? I'm about to prove to you the prophecies, but I'm also about to prove to you my love. John chapter three, verse 16, I'm getting ready to die on the cross. So I'm getting ready to do my part. I'm getting ready to to literally give of myself for you, and you're going to see it. So when I'm willing to do that, and I've been doing that for the past three years for you, so now what do I want you to do for me, though? As I've stayed for you, as I have endured for you, 
as I have given and been there for you, as I am about to self-sacrifice and show mercy and forgiveness and love and care and concern for you, guess what I, the self-giving servant, guess what I need from you? I want you to give me the same thing. And it's not the fact that Jesus needs it, he wants it. So what I'm what I'm about to give and what I've been giving to you, you should give to me. But for some reason, and I don't know where this has come from, and maybe we've been we've become so good at guilting people into this and then we guilt ourselves into it. Sometimes we don't know we don't know how to ask for that. Because sometimes we feel like asking for that from others is too much. But is it though? I don't think it is. Jesus said, I want you as I've abided in you and I'm going to show you, I want you to abide in me. Notice that even it all starts in verse four. If you abide in me, then I will abide in you. It's an even exchange. But what we become, and again, I believe it's coming from a pure, a pure standpoint, but we've come from this state where I will give and I will do all of these things, but I don't know how to, number one, accept it when it's given to me, and I don't know how to ask for it. And then if I do ask for it, and if I do accept it, then I feel guilty for asking and I feel guilty for accepting it. So what I'm going to do, I'm not going to do this part, but I'll just stay over here and do that for everybody else. In a sense, guys, that can be toxic too, even if that's coming from that pure standpoint. So what is Jesus good at asking? Jesus is good at asking for an even exchange. Guys, have you? Have I? That's a lesson that I've learned too. I'm learning ING. It's a continual thing. I mean, the effort that, let's go back to that car example. I mean, I would spend eight hours, nine hours doing, I mean, just literally detailing and doing everything for everyone else's but for mine I deserve this one I deserve this one you know guys a lot of times I think we get we get contentment and we get satisfaction confused Paul said in whatever state I find myself in therewith to be what content godliness with contentment Paul says is great gain So was Paul content in those states that he was in? Yes. But here's my question. According to the book of Philippians, when when Paul says, but I don't look back, but I continue to press forward this one thing that I do, I press forward. Was Paul satisfied, though? He was not. Many times what we can do, guys, is we mix contentment with satisfaction when they're two different things. And so many times we feel like my role as the cog in the people's lives that I'm a part of and that are a part of my life or has been a part of my life, my role in their life, pretty much my role in in anybody's life, my role is to be the person that always self-gives. My role is to be the person that always goes above and beyond. My role as a person is to never really ask for anything, but just always give. And then no matter what happens to me, ah, it's okay. And it's all right. Guys, even Jesus didn't do that. 
So the question is, then why are we? You know what I mean? So if Jesus didn't do that, who was the ultimate servant, who we're trying to pattern our lives after, then why do we do that? I think here's a reason why. Because that love of of abiding to continue in John chapter 15, verse 4, we never saw it. You never saw it. So when I mean we, I mean the world. We never saw it. What does that mean? So in your schools, in your in your personal uh, relationships, as you know, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's coworkers, whether that's whatever, you're so used to always doing and giving and doing all this that you don't know how to accept it when it's given to you. So now, because you don't know how to accept it, then in your mind, when someone wants to do that for you, when someone wants to clean your proverbial car and be there for you and encourage you and polish you and help you and walk with you and grow with you and study with you and walk side by side with you, you feel like that's toxic because you've never seen it. But then when others come along that don't treat you that way, okay, this is it. That's healthy. Now I can be the one to give to them. That That's healthy. We got it backwards. We got it backwards. Jesus said, here's what I'm asking. I already love you because that's why I'm standing in front of you talking, John 15. But I need you to love me back. I want you to love me back. Jesus is good, guys. Jesus is good at asking for an even exchange. And guys, is that too much? Guys, I would say it's not even me. Jesus himself would say, no, that's basic and that's fair. It's fair. So now, when we think about this, the one thing that we won't ask for, sometimes guys, we won't ask for an even exchange because for some reason, and, and, and it may be different for everyone, but for some reason, what you have, you feel like you don't deserve better because maybe you were never given it. Maybe you never seen it. And then because you never seen it and you were never given it, then you're afraid of it. So then here comes the pile of excuses of why you can't accept it. So no wonder why we have so many Christians that feel guilty. We have so many Christians that feel like they can never be what God wants them to be or God needs them to be because, number one, you have us as older brothers, Luke 15. You have us guilting them because they can never be like us because they went out and did what they wanted to do. But then, number two, then that guilt, then they don't believe that they can that they can be what God wants them to be. So now guess what they do? Well, I'm going to spend my entire life just being nice and doing all this stuff for everyone else, but I'll never get me right. You see how you see the the exchange here? We got to be fair. And no, it's like five words. He starts off, abide in me, and then I will abide in you. It's fair. It's fair. So if Jesus is good at asking for that, then guess what we should become? We should become good at asking for that too. 
Well, well, what is love though? So if I'm asking for an even exchange, then what is love? So who defines that? The married couples in your life that you know, your married friends that you know, your married couples that you go to work with, all who defines what love is? Some people, he or she just needs to drop everything and do everything for you. Nope, that's not it. He or she needs to do all this. Nope, that's not it. He or she needs to be this. Nope, that's not it. Who defines who defines the even exchange of love? Who defines love? God himself. And I think that's another reason why we've got it wrong is because we've let other people define what it is rather than let God define it. So what is love? Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love endures all things and love hopes all things. So what's the even exchange? So Jesus said, I'm willing to do that for you. And you, if, and notice the word if shows up a lot in John 15, if you're willing to do that for me. It's even, it's fair. And here's how good God is. Even in the moments where I don't give that to him. Because his mercies are new every morning, he still gives me a chance. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So now, shouldn't that up the love that we have for people? Man, I remember what you were a year ago. I remember I remember this. I remember you weren't this. I, I remember what you did here, and I remember this, and I'll never forget this, and I never believe in you, and I never do this, and I never encourage you. That how is that how is that an even exchange? What Jesus was good at asking for, and he's still good at asking that today. Jesus is still good at asking, I want an even exchange. So what's the finality of this point here? The even exchange is, I gave my life for you. I will abide in you if you give your life to me. Is that fair? Absolutely. And it's not too much to ask for. But in our society, and sadly in the church, it's too much. No, it's not. That's fair. All right, so now, what is Jesus good at asking for? He's, he's good at asking for an even exchange. Abide in me, then I will abide in you. But then what else is uh, Jesus good at asking for? Jesus is also good at accepting love. Ah, now we're progressing. So now he asks for it. Then he he knows how to accept it. So now with my car, like I said before, in that analogy to start, I felt like everyone else deserves this. Everyone else deserves. I don't, though. I, I don't. I deserve this. I deserve that. And I mix contentment with satisfaction. I deserve that. So look at what Jesus is good at. So let's jump down. Um, let's jump down to verse 10. Again, notice the ifs here. Again, notice the ifs. If you keep my commandments, what is my commandment based on the context? My commandment is abiding in me and love. That's my commandment. So if you keep my commandments of doing verse four, if you keep my commandments, then guess what you'll continue in as I continue in. You will continue in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and I abide in his love. 
So look at what Jesus is good at doing. If if this even exchange that I've asked for, if this even exchange works and you give yourself to me, guess what? I accept that. Jesus is good at accepting love. You know, that I think that's a that's a part that's difficult too. Is a lot of times because maybe you haven't seen it correctly, then it, it's almost like you feel like you deserve, um, I guess you feel like you don't deserve better for some reason. And then if, you, if you're a person who finds yourself when good things and good people come around, when you find yourself making excuses of why you're not this, then you fall and we fall into that category. So then if we feel that way about us, who's dust, then ultimately, what do I feel about God? I mean, God can't really accept me, I, and I'll never really accept him. You, you see the danger that this can get us in? But Jesus knows how to accept love. So here's what's good, too. Here's how we know that Jesus knows how to accept it. So <clears throat> remember Mary and Martha. And you remember in that, t- I think we looked at that before, if I'm not mistaken, But remember when Jesus was getting his feet washed, what did Jesus do? Did Jesus sit there? Oh, no, no, I can't let you do that. Sorry. I mean, look, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for for everyone else. I'll serve everyone else. I know I've been walking for miles and doing all this. But you know what? Please don't. Please don't. Don't do that. Don't, Don't humble yourself. And I can't really accept this perfume that you're putting on my feet. I can't accept you washing it. I can't accept you actually caring about me. I can't actually, I can't accept that because I'm not used to that. So, so please go to the side and I'll just wash my own feet. Please don't, please don't. How many of us do that? Jesus let her do it. Because why? She was willing to give it. Guys, when, when, God's willing to do this for you, and if people in your life, past or present, are willing to do it, let them serve you. Because Jesus, our Lord, knew how to accept it too. But here's what's great. Jesus knew how to accept it, but Jesus also knew how to give it. So now, his feet are being washed with expensive perfumes, and she's washing Jesus' feet with her hair, and Jesus lets her. But then now, later on in the book of John, before his death, what do we see Jesus doing to his disciples? Let me wash yours. But what did, what did Peter say? No, 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 I can't let you do that. No, Lord, I can't let you, I can't let you touch my feet. You see? Jesus knew how to accept it. So can you truly give if you don't know how to accept? I want let's let's think about that as we conversate. Can you truly give if you don't know how to accept? Well, all I need is the Lord. I, I don't I don't need anybody else's help. I, I just need him. I just need the Lord. I don't really need anybody else's help. Okay, so let's take your logic. So if that's you, I don't need anyone else's help. Uh, it's just me and the Lord. I don't need anybody else's help. It's just me and him. So why in Matthew 26, Jesus, 
himself, God himself, why did he ask for somebody to pray with him? Because what is Jesus teaching us? In moments, guess what you need to? You need God. He, Jesus was asking for God's help in the garden, but at the same time asking for their help too. Okay, well, they didn't they didn't give him that help, so you need another example. Okay, so let's let's give another one. So now we're in the book of Luke. So now Jesus is carrying his cross. If you don't like that example in Matthew 26, okay, here's another one. So now Jesus is carrying his cross. Simon the Cyrene is compelled, and then Simon helps him to carry his cross. So that's not help either. You see, in order to truly give, when people want to do things, we have to learn to accept. But if we don't learn to accept, I don't think we'll truly tap into what it feels like to truly give. Mm. Jesus was good at asking for an even exchange. Jesus was also good at accepting love. But I want you to notice this one as we keep walking through John 15. Jesus also was good at acknowledging what love actually is. I think there's so many things that can mess us up today. I don't think we really know how to acknowledge what love is. Notice the text. So verse four, let's build on our idea. Here's the even exchange. Abide in me, then I'll abide in you. Verse 10. So if you do verse four and keep my commandments, then you will continue, same word, you will abide and continue in my love as I abide and continue in the Father's. Then, verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And what is the command based on context? John 15, verse 4, abiding in my love. So guess what Jesus is good at doing? Jesus is good. The self-giving servant, the servant that does everything for everyone else, the servant that always gives Jesus, that person, that man, that deity, guess what he's good at? He's good at looking and seeing that's not it. That's not real love. That's what Jesus is good at. You are my friends. If you love the way that I do, how does Jesus love? He doesn't just sacrifice. That's a part of it, but that's not what he does. He gives not only what he does. He gives mercy. They're new every morning. He doesn't keep a record of the times that people fell. He, he, he shows his long suffering. He's always compassionate. His mercy and his goodness continues to chase after you even when you don't do it, even when I don't do what he, what he says. Jesus can see if you're a person like that, you are my friend. Jesus is good at, at acknowledging who his real friends are. I don't want you to miss that, guys. Sometimes... I don't know, we can be guilted into that too. But Jesus is very good at acknowledging who his real friends are. You are my friends if you keep verse 4. 
That is my commandment. The one thing, the one thing that I want to ask for is the basic things that Jesus asked for. How crazy is that? Mm, It's crazy. The beautiful thing about this, guys, is as I've looked through this in John 15 and studied this more too, I've realized to others for sure and and to even God, have I been the best friend to him? And No, I haven't. And I can always get better and I will always do better. I will always try my best to do better. But maybe you got to make some adjustments too. Maybe it's time for you to really sit back and look at where you're at. Look at what's going on with you. Look on who's around you, what's around you. And maybe it's time for you to start thinking, okay, how can I get better? How can I, how can I learn to keep the same heart that I have to keep serving everyone else's quote-unquote cars? But how do I also at the same time as I'm serving and giving to everybody else's cars, how can I learn to accept and to ask for what my car needs? How can I learn to do that? Because guess what? From John 15, Jesus asked for it. So the things that he asked for, then why don't we? Remember Remember in Matthew 7, what does Jesus say? Ask. Hmm. Maybe we just haven't been asking for the things he's been asking for. And maybe we have, but I don't want you to miss this either. Maybe we have been asking for these things that we talked about today. But maybe for some reason, you just don't want to see it. I don't want you to miss that either, guys. Maybe you truly have been asking, but maybe you just don't see what you need to see. A friend of mine this weekend went to go see him, had a good time with some people. It, it was great. And he mentioned about a, about something we were talking about, and um, here's the important part of that conversation. <clears throat> he said, I prayed that the Lord would allow me to see what I've been asking for and allow me to have the strength to see it. Maybe that's what we need too. But guys, as as we go through this together, this isn't something that we're going to get like tomorrow. But this, this is definitely a switch. This is definitely different. There's definitely going to be moments of being uncomfortable when you do this. There's going to be moments of change. Uh, There's going to be moments of uh, things are just going to be different. But it takes strength to see these things, and it takes strength to ask for these things. And then also when when you do all it, it takes strength to give after that. But we say we want to be like Jesus. Let's start asking for the things that he did. 
But if if you're going to ask, as we close this, if you're going to ask for an even exchange from people, if you're going to ask to accept love, if you're going to ask and know how to acknowledge what it is, we had better be willing and we had better be been giving that consistently. And we better be that type of person before we start asking for it. So you know why Jesus can ask us for these things? Because he was that guy. He was that person. So sometimes what we can do too, we can do all this asking from people and ask people to be all this for us and give us all this stuff and be this type of person and always do this stuff for me, but I'm not willing to do it for them on a consistent basis. Is that fair? No, it's not. You see how many ways that this can snowball down? We just got to be like him. That's all we're trying to do here, guys, is we're trying to challenge ourselves. We're trying to conversate. We're trying to study, and we're trying to think so that we can be more like him. And I hope that's what we want to do. So you, you guys see why I had to switch it. I mean, this has just been fresh um, lately, and um, I really hope that that was able to help you, encourage you. I mean, it's really helped me out, and um, I hope it's helped you. I really hope it's helped you, and it's just a wonderful thing to just look at Scripture, study it for yourself, edit your life, see what you got to do, and, and make changes. So um, if you need help, like I always say, reach out. We'd love to help you and pray with you. If you're local, come visit us. Uh, we love to visit you guys here at West End uh, Church of Christ here in St. Louis, and we're just, we'd love for, to be around you guys and, and talk with you and study with you one-on-one. So uh, just so thankful for you guys and everything you do for us. So uh, Lord willing, we'll be back with another podcast on Monday, Lord willing, uh, and we'll get through another subject. So I'm really appreciative of you guys and everything that you do for us. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks, guys.